checking out the podcast and have you heard of the breast milk ring no because it's a thing you see what i did <laughs> good there one, good one there's only one way to get over a breakup nira science has figured this out is it about the over under thing not over under okay and compliment or diss vancouver has a new nickname and is your beauty killing your love life oh boy because your beauty's killing your love life holly take a listen Is your beauty, your beauty, killing your love life? Mm -hmm. I believe your beauty may be killing your love life. I'm not the only one. I cannot, cannot be the only one. What's happening? Do you have a beauty regime? Somewhat. You do? I I guess yes. You wash your face. I do wash my face. Okay, and then you probably do a toner, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, an eye cream maybe? Yeah. A serum? I do an anti-puffing eye cream thing. Holy, wow. Okay. Has it worked? So you, yeah, totally. You're so anti-puff. Thank you. Okay. So you cleanse, you then probably tone. Yeah. I'm going to assume you do an eye cream. I will say you may do a serum. You might be a serum girl. Yeah, I just ran out. Okay, but serum. If I have a free sample, I serum it serum up. Serum it up. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and then you will probably moisturize. Yeah. Look, we're looking at about five things going on here, okay. right? Your beauty, your beauty regime. And that's, you're a low-scale person, mm-hmm. okay? And then now with all the, you know, how you should be adding, uh, slugging your face with like all these extra moisturizers. And know? sunscreen right now too. And the sunscreen. Well, especially at night. When I put on my my nighttime beauty regime on my face. Your night face, we call it. Yeah, my night face <laughs> when I put it on. And then my husband comes to do the goodnight routine because, you know. Hey, now tell me more about that. <laughs> uh, oh, don't forget. Sorry. Do you put something on your lips? Vaseline. Like, okay. Yes. So, or your cherry chapstick or Vaseline. Yeah. Same thing. I have something for my lips. When my husband comes to do the goodnight, he is like, your whatever is happening mm. has completely ruined us. Because he goes to kiss and he's like, ew, what's on your lips? Or if he goes to like kiss the cheeks or if he goes to even snuggle around the neck or anything, there's just too much stuff going, whether it's the smell, whether it's the sensation, yep. whether it's the feeling of what I've got on, yep. whatever it is, it's too much. And he's like, he actually jumps out of bed. It's like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> And always the nighttime stuff is always way more harsh than the daytime stuff. Yes. Like it's thicker and yes. it's got to soak in. Yes. So it's like really goopy. Goopy. And let me add one layer as a white girl yeah. that you don't have to deal with, Nira, because you're a beautiful brown woman. Uh-huh. I put on this overnight tanning serum. Oh, my okay. <laughs> Come, here's the girl who's like, okay. yeah, I only put on serum and have a sample. <laughs> but by the way, I have and this those, like overnight tanning yeah, serum. I do. I do because I like don't want any real sun on my face because I don't want any wrinkles so now i fake tan my face is that what's been happening to you yes oh my gosh i've been wondering so i add these little drops but it's like (laughs) put it on and then don't touch your face for like like don't touch your face or it could come out streaky and then then your tan will look weird so my husband is saying my mom's like don't touch my face right don't touch my face and then i on top of that have a special neck one now like a neck cream like a you know a special one for your you know you don't want the lines on your neck you want your neck to also be wrinkle free and then don't forget about your Your chest the chest yes 
And then on top of that, I love to add essential oils for sleepy time. Like I like to do the whole lavender. And the, yep. So my husband says, whatever I have done now, whatever right. has started, it's it, it's not, it's killing. It's killing our love life. I mean, it's cute that he still wants to pay attention to your face and all that. Like, <laughs> some dudes would be like, okay, you just don't want me to touch your face? Like, no, like, and your husband's like, no problem. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Okay, compliment or diss? Vancouver has a new nickname. And I want to know what you think about it. Vancouver's new nickname is Van Cougar. Wow! Van Cougar? Because apparently Vancouver has an abundance of hot, sexy women over 40. Wow. Okay. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Women over 40 are called cougars? Oh, yeah. What? And now we're called Vancouver. Vancouver. This is according to my friend who is over 40. She's on a couple of dating apps. She's chatting to a couple of guys who are from out of town. Right. And they're like, oh, you know, blah, blah, where are you from? Vancouver. And they're like, oh, Vancouver. You mean Vancouver. Wow. Then I go, yeah. All, the, all dudes know when you go to Vancouver, it's like stacked with like hot women over 40. And how did she feel about that? She was like, I mean, I took it as a compliment. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, take it as a compliment. Right. Okay. Oh, oh, I don't know. I feel that. You know how every decade starts becoming younger and younger? So you used to hear the 30s or the new 20s, mm, yeah, 40s yeah. or 50s the new 30s, 30s 50s and yeah, yeah, yeah. 40s. You know, you, you hear that and it's, get, it's just becoming that way. And yeah, Vancouver for sure. We got good looking people here. Mm-hmm. We age differently here on the West Coast. We just do. Yeah. I don't know what it is, whatever. It's the moisture in the air, I swear sure. to God. Sure. Whatever, we'll take it. But... I, our 40-year-olds, 40s, is that Cougarville? Like, I don't really feel that's Cougar anymore. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not, I feel maybe the Because 50- 40 seems young? Yeah, because okay. the 40s are the 30s. So to you, Cougar still has like a bad connotation to it? Well, yeah, because, you know, you'd, you'd hear it when you were younger. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd hear it. Mm-hmm. Your, your mom's Cougar. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah. Ew, that's right. so gross. She's a Coug. Right? Mm. And when you heard that when you were like, when I was young, I used to hear the word Cougar all the time. And or, or dudes talking about cougars. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that women, today's women in their 40s, don't feel that to me. They mm-hmm. don't feel old to me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the ladies in the 50s that are still looking really good and that's why we got the name Van Cougar? Maybe. I, I don't think women in their 40s are cougars. Have you ever been called a cougar? <clears throat> I think have I, you ever? I think I have. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Does anybody ever said it to your face? Yes. <laughs> On a date. On a breakfast date. Uh-huh. With his firefighter. Right. And he was quite I wasn't 40. And I'm not no not I wasn't near 40. Yeah, and he, and he was cougar. like, yeah, you're a cougar, yeah, you're a cougar. And he was way, uh-huh. way younger than me. He's like, and he was right into it. Like he was like, Yeah, you're a cougar. Like okay. it was definitely a good thing. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it for maybe it's not about the actual age. Maybe for a dude's perspective, it's any woman that's older. Totally. If if you're a certain level, maybe ten years or so older. Yeah. Then you're all of a, you're automatically a cougar. To them. To them. So they, if this firefighter was, let's say, twenty-four. Yeah. 
and you were 30, yeah. he probably thought you were a cougar. Yes. Because you're older than him. Yes. That's it. That's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> and you're growling. So you need to and stop thinking about cougars as a, as a negative, Nira. Uh, this is hot. Is it? Yeah. And I, I mean, let me break it to you. You are a cougar. <laughs> I don't know about that. You are. I don't know. You are a cougar. I can't handle it. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Would you just take the wipe? Come on. You know, if someone offers it to you, the wipe offer, would you just take the wipe? What's happened? <laughs> What's happening? Okay. What did you do? It's nothing that I did. I didn't yeah, do anything right. weird. Okay. You know, I just started at the gym again. I'm really proud of myself, okay? Okay. Lots of changes since things are opening up. When Club 16, nothing to do with my Trevor Linden obsession, nothing. Yeah, sure. Nothing. Sure. Anyways, I, I'm a wiper downer at the gym. Like, mm-hmm. I am that person that you want to use the equipment after. For sure. I am that person you want to use the mat after because I wipe before, <clears throat> excuse me, and I wipe after. Well, I grabbed a couple of wipes and, you know, I'm sanitizing and I had a few extra wipes and I'm grabbing a mat and I'm getting ready to wipe a mat and I see there's a girl right behind me to get the next to get the next mat and I offered her a wipe because it was handy I had it and I'm like oh here you go and she's like yeah no I'm I'm good I I, I don't do that I'm I'm over it <laughs> wow. and I'm like I I'm legit standing there you can see I'm a wiper you can see that I'm like I'm right I'm it's right there at my fingertips to your fingertips. All you got to do is just take it and wipe it. And take like, it and wipe it. No. Nah. No. Come on. Okay, so when the last time I went to the gym, they had the spray bottle with the cloth. Obviously, <laughs> oh, covid that's not a that's not okay. Not okay. It was disgusting back in the day. Yeah, then yeah, COVID. Yeah. Okay. So now it's like what? Like Lysol wipes, you like can, a tub of them? Yeah, so it, you can do Lysol, like little okay. wipes. You can do sprays on paper towels. Okay. You know, there's okay. there's gyms are doing so many different things. They have sanitizing pumps all okay. like, gyms have all this set up so you feel safe. Good. And they encourage, of course. Wipe before, wipe after. And a lot of the times, like a lot of people think it's strange that I wipe before because people are supposed to wipe and put back. But I don't trust other people. Yeah. I, I never have. No, Nira was like an original, like OG. Yeah. Men, like nine years ago, we were on a flight together. I thought she was insane. Yes. Now she's normal, but she had like lice all of a sudden. She's like, let me wipe your, look, don't, don't forget to wipe the seatbelt. Your travel like, station. What? Your whole travel station. The tray, the buckle, the, everything you yes. touch. Your, your headrest. Arm, headrest. Everything. Yeah. And I thought you were insane back in the day. Yes. But after COVID, you're, you're normal. I was totally, I'm you're trending. You're trending. You're finally trending. My ways were trending. Right. And now I, like, fine. Back in the day, if I was doing that, I can see why someone's like, but seriously, yeah. she can understand why a girl's offering a wipe. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody's, what's the thing the government keeps setting out? Everybody's moving at their own pace, Mira. <laughs> some people are really slow. They're like the moose or whatever. And then some people are rabbits. And so she's over it. She's done. She probably isn't even washing her hands anymore. She doesn't care. <laughs> she's like, COVID's done. She's probably had it twice. She's like, I got my antibody. Who knows? But... But the social responsibility yeah. in that moment, because you're right. The other thing that the government keeps putting on us is social responsibility. <laughs> sure. Her social responsibility in that tiny, minuscule moment, wouldn't you just take the wipe? Just take it? Maybe she was going to wipe after. 
<laughs> you were, did you watch her? No. You didn't? No, I was then over it. <laughs> like, yeah. no, thank you. No, you were still wiping your mat. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. There's only one way to get over a breakup. And this is scientific, y'all, okay? This is science. According to neurological scientists, the only way to get over a breakup is by using the no contact rule. No contact. Ooh, harsh. It, it is harsh. It's simple. The no contact rule is do not contact your ex under any circumstance. Mm. Bye, Felicia. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It's their birthday coming up. Great. Let it go. Yeah. Their just parents wanted, just had an anniversary. Yeah, Let just, it go. Just, just just, messaging just to say happy birthday. Oh, my God. Their family dog just yeah. died. That's so sad. Let yeah. it go. Or just, hey, just saying happy anniversary to your parents. I mean, just, I, I don't want to contact them, but if you can no, just no, let them know. No. No. Oh. Scientists say as soon as you agree that the relationship is done, you need to delete their contact info, block them on social media, completely go MIA. And cut it off. But what if you want to be friends? No. <laughs> there is. There is always that side. There's mm. always that couple that thinks that we're, we're amicable, that, you know, we want to be, remain friends. We have the most respect for each other. You can still have those things. Sure. But why do you need to be friends? Yes, very question, good. Right? Now, of course, if you have kids together, totally, obviously, totally different. we're not talking to you. No, no. We're, we're not no, talking no, about no, you. No, That's obviously. a whole different horrid situation. And a whole different ball friends, game of a breakup. Totally, right? totally, totally. But the whole thing about the no contact rule and why actual scientists say it's really good to do when you have broken up with somebody is because they say your nervous system, your brain needs time to break old patterns and habits that you formed in the relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, say you had a great day at work, you got a promotion. Of course, your ex is who you would call for, like, positivity and be like, oh my God, you're good job, babe. That's so great, you know? Mm-hmm. But now you don't have that person. So what do you do? Or if you had a bad day, you're like, I can't wait to just go home and have a little cuddle and they get me. And once you don't have that, you have to retrain your brain mm-hmm. to figure out how do you find what you had with them mm-hmm. somewhere else or maybe from yourself. And there's a lot of guilt that's associated too with breakups mm. for many couples. And when you are breaking up with someone, you may be feeling a certain level of guilt. Because you feel that guilt, you know that they still kind of want you in their life. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it from a selfish perspective. You know, you're mm-hmm. actually doing it because you feel guilty. You broke up with them mm-hmm. and you still have said to them, but we can still be friends. Yeah. And that part is harsh, too. I don't know if you know this. Like when you break up with someone, nobody ever asks you how you're doing. Right. Right. Like as the breaker upper, like the person who's broken up with people. Oh, if you were the one who was like, I'm breaking up with you. It's done. I'm not into you anymore. It's over. It's over. Right. And to, not even to, to say to that person, there's going to be no contact. It's really difficult mm-hmm. from that side of things. Right. So I can really understand because I, I did a, like, I broke up a lot with Were people. Were you more the breaker upper or the one that got broken up with? I've only been broken up with once. And that was with my current husband. <laughs> like the one who ended up marrying me. Right. Yes. You've only been broken up with once? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holly and Nira. And now. He was banned and now he's back. The return of Kanye on socials. Shocking what he posted about. That's today's top biz story. Kanye West, he declares he's redesigning McDonald's packaging. Hmm. 
Now, this is his return to Instagram this week following his ban. You remember how he got banned from the meta mm-hmm. because of his inappropriate comments and whatever. You how know. he was treating Kim, his ex-wife. Kim, Pete Davidson, Trevor Noah. It was yeah. a list, mm-hmm. and hence that got him banned. But now he's allowed back and he posted a photo of a suspiciously blocky McDonald's sandwich box. And if you want to check it out, we do have it posted, Virgin Radio Vancouver. The caption... Next week, it's the fries. It's a reference to a song called to a song Gold Digger. The question is, is it really next week the fries? <laughs> we don't know. Like, so he's actually collaborating with McDonald's to f- like redesign their packaging. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kanye, who now wants to be known as Ye, is teaming up with legendary Muji designer oh. Naoto Fukasawa, and they're going to be reimagining McDonald's packaging, and it's going to be hailed as clean and minimalist, kind of echoing Yeezy's clothing line range, how kind of, you know, the Yeezy brand is. Okay. McDonald's has yet to comment on the collaboration, but we're hearing that it's for real, and they've done stuff in the past together before. I wonder if this is like a limited edition thing or is it going to be like at the MoMA? Like, is this like an art installation or is this like going to be in our McDonald's bag when we go? Don't say bag. That really is a touchy subject for me because they don't really give you a bag unless now you ask for a bag. You have to pay. And it's really annoying because otherwise, Mm -hmm. how are you going to get your food if they don't put it in a bag? Can you even think of one store where you don't have to pay for a bag anymore? No, we ordered Chinese yesterday and I Mm -hmm. ordered it online Mm -hmm. and in when you're ordering it, they ask you at the very and they've made this a giant announcement like in red letters. It was like due to the changes, the government blah blah blah, we cannot give out bags. If you would like to purchase a bag, tell us now. If you are bringing your own for the mm. pickup, tell us now. That's what cool. do you want? Yeah, tell us about the bag. <laughs> yes. I understand. Like, bag love drama. our planet. Yes. I, we are, of course. Yes. Do what you can for the earth. Of course. So, I, have you ever been behind someone though at the drive-thru at McDonald's who doesn't get a bag, it's so stressful to watch them. <laughs> They're one fries. cheeseburger, then one fries. I'm like, where are they putting this? No wonder the drive through is oh taking God. forever. Maybe that's yeah. part of what this new branding with Kanye and Muji and McDonald's are trying to figure Maybe. out how we can just hand things to people without bags. Yeah, okay, well, thank you, Kanye. <laughs> thank you. Uh, speaking of Kanye, let's talk about his ex, Kim Kardashian. She's under fire right now. Why? Because she was attending her sister, Kourtney Kardashian's third wedding. Kourtney got married in Vegas to Travis Barker. Then they had their court wedding, and this weekend they got married in Italy. They had a beautiful celebration with it their family. It was weird. Friends. Nothing about it was normal. But still, for them, they sure. got married with family and friends. I, like her butt cheeks were hanging out of her <laughs> wedding dress. But if that's cool, that's whatever. Sure. Everybody was dressed a bit interesting. Uh, yes. Right? I'd say the Adams family was, cha- they were channeling the Adams Definitely. family quite a bit. But why is she under fire? Because her daughter, North, who's eight years old, was wearing a corset to the <sighs> wedding reception. Now, think it wasn't just a corset. Like, she had a long sleeve shirt on underneath the corset. Hmm. And then the corset was on top of it, kind of channeling how her mom was dressed. And a lot of people also were concerned because the weather was inappropriate. They're like, they're in Italy. It's May. Isn't she hot? There's a lot of layers going on for this poor girl. Hmm. Is, is she sacrificing fashion you know, over function for an eight-year-old? But I think a lot of these decisions come from North. According to Kim Kardashian, she's like, North is also like, she has been super into fashion from a very young age. Yeah, but you're the parent. No, for sure. But do you then say to your child, that's inappropriate? Yes. 
I you guess? say you're eight years old, honey. When you're an adult, you can do this when you're an adult. Right. It would be confusing for a kid whose mom was Kim Kardashian. It is very confusing. I'd be like, I want Botox. She'd be like, no, you're eight. Right. You get it when you're an adult. Yes. When you know you're what I mean? Adult. Like, yeah, just all of it. Like, just, it would be a lot to look up to and not want to be like your mom, yep. which is normal, mm-hmm. and like mimic her and dress like her and try lipstick when your mom is so extreme like Kim. Well, she did. Like, her daughter, North, has been experimenting with makeup for a while as mm-hmm. well. And Connie's been very upset about that social media Connie's mm-hmm. been very upset with he wants the kids to be kids yeah. which it's like yeah I kind of agree with Connie on that aspect but how can you even let your kids be kids if they're Kardashians it's the Kardashians Kardashian West uh, right and if you put too many limitations sometimes too much restrictions then that's not the right answer yeah. either I mean parenting yeah. is hard Yeah. and Rihanna speaking of parenting is a parent she had her baby boy and now apparently she cannot leave her baby boy's side She's obsessed, absolutely obsessed. She enjoys every minute with her baby. She does not even want to think about work. Everything is about quality time with her and her new little baby boy. No name yet, hey? No name yet. I not can't wait I to find out what I'm, the name is. I wonder what it's going to be. I'm Nira, and that's The Biz. Tell me something good, good, Holly and Nira's Tell Me Something Good. Powered by Desjardins Good Spark Grants. This is so good. A Vancouver area surgeon. Inspired to try to give back to the community during COVID-19, the pandemic and stuff has launched a food truck that will fundraise for charities and employ people struggling to make ends meet. It is so sweet. It's called Cultivate. Cultivate Food Trunk, started by parking outside of Metro Vancouver Hospitals, giving healthcare workers a chance to pick up a healthy meal on their breaks while contributing to a really good cause. Dr. Sharad Sampath, that's his name, Dr. Sharad Sampath, a surgeon. He's a surgeon who's like, you know what? We need to help our community. We need to make a change. Fundraising for charities and also employing people struggling to make ends meet right now. It's amazing. And this guy straight up says, Dr. Sampat says, you know, I can only do this because of the privilege I have. I was able to afford to buy this food truck and give back. And I hope that my work inspires other people to do what they can. It doesn't have to be starting a food truck and giving back with the proceeds. It can be just something small, giving back to the community and just becoming a part of the community even more. And this is so cool. The Cultivate Food Truck is, of course, part parked out front of hospitals here and there. So you can pick up a, if you're a healthcare worker, you can get a delicious meal. But they're also going to start catering. And if you book the Cultivate Food Truck to cater your event, you you will get, of course, the delicious food. But they're also going to donate all the profits to a registered charity of your choice. Yeah, I mean, and that right there. Amazing. Is the best way, right? <laughs> so good. You're, you, you, need, you need to get something catered. Yep. You want to help the community. And the one cool thing also about Dr. Sumba, but he's super honest. He's like, you know, we're all going through stuff and the gas prices and just what's been going on with food costs. He's like, it has been hard mm-hmm. with this food truck because everything has just, the cost of everything has risen exponentially. Mm-hmm. So he wants to be honest and say, yeah, this is difficult. This is a hard time. And that's coming from someone of privilege mm-hmm. saying, realizing how hard it is. So imagine if you are a paycheck to paycheck person mm-hmm. and he's still trying to do something good for the community. His colleagues are all on board with him. They're trying to spread the news about his Cultivate food truck. It's really sweet. So if you do see the Cultivate food truck around you, anywhere near you, you should go and get your 
your food from there because you're going to be helping out the community. Yeah, and he's like, don't get me wrong. This is not just a feel-good thing. We have two chefs that are legit, and you, he says, you will leave with a full stomach and a bit of inspiration. Okay, that's so awesome. cute. Cultivatefoodtruck.com is their website. If you have an event coming up or you want to see where they're at, there you go. You can check it out. Maybe we can ask them to park outside here at Virgin Radio. I'd love it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay, Dr. Simpud. We're going to make everyone go to you for food. Cultivatefoodtruck.com. Nearest, tell me something good. Powered by Desjardins Good Spark Grants. Recently, Desjardins awarded $3 million in Desjardins Good Spark Grants to 150 Canadian small business owners. See more at goodsparkgrants.ca. Holly and Nira. Virgin. A major PSA. Stop blaming Mercury. Just stop blaming Mercury. Maybe you need to blame yourself. God. Yeah. Mercury in retrograde mm-hmm. for the second time this year. You're telling me. And it's lasting until early June. And this can cause miscommunication, drama, confusion, significant delays at home, in the office. Things just aren't vibing. It's just not working. But we need to stop blaming Mercury and blame ourselves for being victims, falling victims to the energy of Mercury in retrograde. According to a royal shaman. Okay. Okay. It's a royal shaman. Dude's legit. This, she's a woman, actually. I'm sorry. So forward thinking now. Well, I'm backwards. I blame Mercury. I should have <laughs> said she. Yeah. Well, this royal shaman, she was talking about Mercury being in retrograde and how we need to be in charge of the energy that Mercury is giving to us and not allow this energy to control us. Because otherwise, we can blame Mercury in retrograde for anything and everything. And she's sick and tired of people doing it. Mercury's in retrograde. And that's what's happening because I'm a victim to energy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love blaming Mercury in yes. retrograde yes. for everything. Yes. And she says a lot of people feel empowered being the victim of yes. energy. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> but you do not need to let this energy control you. You need to energy balance. Hmm. You know, we're like, okay, it's controlling us. The energy, the Mercury in retrograde. Oh, my gosh. And I've heard so many people talk about it. Like left, right, and center people are like, oh, because Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, but dude, do you not feel it? Yes. The feeling is real. Yes. And this is for all signs. Like, I'm a Scorpio. Nira, you're an Aries. Yes. But it's for all signs. When Mercury's in retrograde, you feel backwards. You feel screwed up. You cannot communicate. Yes. But what we need to do is to take this Mercury retrograde madness and we need to set boundaries to it. We need to communicate clearly to this Mm. energy. No, thank you. I'm in control. I'm in charge. I reject your ener- your negative energy vibrations into my body, into my system. Hmm. And that's what we need to work on, she says. We need to make sure that these external energies are, we're not falling under the influence of these external energies that are, are negative, clearly negative and messing us all up. But I legit feel like it's not in my control. Hmm. Like some days I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like I feel insane and I'm like, wow. And I, I'm like, you only it's say Mercury. that some days? <laughs> <laughs> Today is one of them. Definitely. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Would you make a good space share friend? Lots of people are sharing a workspace now with this whole like back to work hybrid thing we got going on in the office. Working 
Some people are in like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they share a desk with someone, and that other person's in there Tuesday, Thursday, and then they switch after weeks. So there's already been lots of people complaining about having to share a space with someone, and it's got people reflecting on what kind of space share friend they are. Why are you calling me a space share friend? I'm not your friend. I'm your coworker. Oof. There we go. Lines have been drawn. Holy smokes. Well, remind me not to share a desk <laughs> with you, ma'am. Well, yes, because it's really frustrating and it's really annoying to share spaces with people. And I understand about the people who are frustrated because mm-hmm. I like things a certain way. I like things no to be put way. a certain way. You? Yes. Yes. And <laughs> the most particular person I know. I have a drawer here at work and the moment something gets touched or moved, I know when someone's been in my drawer. Mm-hmm. I know immediately. And what's weird is she, well, she knows when it's me. Yes. She's like, have you look, look at me? Yeah, did you? Did you steal a tampon? I'm did like, you? Okay, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't want to say steal because when someone needs it, you need it. Okay? <laughs> that and fine. I'll be your friend. I'm just saying though, at the end of the day, we're work. What is it? Space share coworkers. Friend. No, we're space share colleagues. Oh my goodness! It is okay. So say you and I had to share a desk, Nira. Oh, could you handle it? Do you think I would make an okay space share, as you call them, coworker? No, because we're not friends. No, because you don't care if you lose lids on pens. Mm-hmm. When a pen is out of ink, you don't throw it away. You just put it back. I also chew them. You chew them. You're just yeah. You're kind of like erratic with your behavior of just stuff, okay. and you don't take care of your things. <laughs> And I would feel like I need I would need to label everything. If we had to share a space together, we're definitely, definitely in a situation where everything needs to be labeled with my name. Otherwise, I feel like it would be gone forever and I wouldn't know where it went, who you lent it to, where you walked away with it. Did you take it to the bathroom? Did you take it to the printer? Did you take the photocopy machine? Mm. Did you go into a meeting? And you never returned anything ever back again. See, and I think you and I would be great space share coworkers because you're the kind of person when I was in high school, like I would choose to do a group project with you. Because I know you would always have a pen. Yes. You would have the highlighters. highlighters. You had the post-its. I guarantee you had all the documents ready and you did your research and you were like really organized and prepared. I never was those two things, organized or prepared. So if you and I shared a desk, mm-hmm. I would love it because they'd be like, hey, Holly, do you have the memo from two weeks ago? I'd be like, no, but Nira does. Not only would I have the memo, I would, for some reason, and this has been ingrained in me from I don't know why and how long, I would have two copies of the memo. See? And this is what happened when I first started university. You know when the syllabus comes out? No. Like when they give you like an outline of what you're going to kind of learn okay. in the in in the entire term. Okay. Gives you an idea. This is what okay. we're going to go through. This is when the midterms are going to be. The, I would always print out two copies. I don't know why. So I remember this girl came to like she sat beside me in like one of the first couple of days of class. Or How dare she? Second day class. <laughs> and she missed the first day. And she's like, oh, I missed it. I, you know, I don't really I have I never got the printout. I'm like, oh, that's OK. I got the I got the printout. And then, then I made a photocopy of it. I actually have an extra See? copy. And then she from that point told me later she decided to use me for the rest of the term because she's like you're that person Duh. <laughs> and it's a total compliment is it but very handy for a person like me yeah i i don't know how to take that as a compliment that i wanted people want to use me yeah you want to use me i'd love to use you <laughs> holly and nira virgin radio the newest trend for wedding dresses okay you know, weddings definitely on the rise. I say in double because of people making up for the pandemic. There's a new trend for wedding dresses. 
black wedding dresses. Oh. Yeah. Major, major trend. Okay. Now, if you follow this trend, you might get some side-eye glances from, like, your great aunt or something. Or even just not even a great aunt, just an aunt. Because a lot of people, I think, white dresses were supposed to mean something, right? That you were, like, pure... I think. You, th- this was your first <laughs> wink. You didn't live together. Right, right, wink. right, right. But the news trend for brides is black wedding dresses. And they say that they have been Googled as much as white dresses for the past year. And if not even more, in the last two months, the search for black wedding dresses has surpassed white dresses. Wow. Even different bridal chains are saying that before you had to just custom order a black gown, but they've become so popular that they've now actually started physically stocking them. Some of the other colors that are becoming popular are blue, purple, and red, Hmm. but black is the hot color for a wedding dress. Interesting. So fascinating to me. Yes. Because isn't that your funeral color? Yes. And by your, she means white people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like in my Indian culture, traditionally in India, we wear white at funerals. Mm. And then it's only more so here now when we have our funerals that we kind of do black, but you'll still see a lot of our aunties all wearing, yep. you know, their white top to bottom. And of course, at an Indian wedding, first of all, there's multiple outfits. Totally, but and the they're traditional. all so beautifully colorful and so beautiful. vibrant. But traditionally, traditional, traditional yeah. old school Indian wedding yeah. is red. Oh, really? Traditional. All red. Yeah, traditionally. No gold or anything. So yeah. much has changed okay. since then. So much. You mm-hmm. know, everybody has made their own whatever statements with what they want to wear and it's been beautiful to see all the transitions of colors. Like, for example, when I got married and that was a very long time ago, I wore gold in mm. the morning and I wore my my deep red at night for the reception, okay. which was a total opposite Ooh. of what people would do. And yeah. were, you, were you shamed? No, everybody loved it. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, no, no. People are really cool about the change and what people want to do. Yeah. That's why I'm curious about how you would feel. Yeah. You know, the, isn't it a white wedding? Yeah. But like the black wedding dress sounds cool. I mean, I'm here for all the different colors. It's like weddings in 2020. You do what you want. Forget tradition. What do you want to do? But when I got married, so my husband, John, and I eloped. Okay. Uh, two, three years ago. How old? How? Okay. Whatever. A couple of years ago, we eloped. Just him and I. And But I bought like a wedding dress because I wanted to wear like a wedding dress. Yeah. And when I went in, the girl was like, so I loved this dress. And she was like, okay, well, I just have to let you know, like, it only comes in ivory. Okay. And I was like, okay. okay. She's like, well, it's not white. What? Like, Ivory's not white? No. She's like, it's, you know. It's, That's it's, why there was one left. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, it was like, the color. save it for the floozy. Yeah, yeah. Save it for the floozy. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Is an announcement necessary? If you decide to take a break from social media, is an announcement necessary? Can I please have your attention? Attention. This dude I follow on Instagram just announced he's taking a break. And his announcement read like this. Hey, everyone. It's been a slice. Too much time on social. Not enough time focusing on what's important in life. Stepping away for a while. Maybe for good? Question mark? Jeez, man. <laughs> Why do we need announcements from people? Thank you. People do this all the time. Hey, taking a break. If you, if you want to connect with me, try the real way. 
things like that. Yes. Taking a break, you're not going to hear from me for a while. I just need to cleanse my brain and my soul and my spirit. Then three days later, they're back. Hi, that was an amazing break. Like, what do you do? Yeah, here's 25 Insta Reels about what I've been up to the last three days right? while I was taking a break from social media. This is... this is, Photo dump. But this is the problem. <laughs> this is where people have this sense of, I'm so important because I post. Yes. And what I'm putting out there and the world is obsessed with me. It's so screwed up. And that is the problem. And I'm so afraid. Where is our future headed? Some people, that's why people say social media is the end. The end of our future. Oh, God. Well, it is. Forget mean. global warming. <laughs> that, Instagram. That too. The metaverse is taking, taking over. over. And wh- why? What do you think you're going to come... Is it really? Do pe- maybe people are affected? I don't know. Do people really get affected if yes. someone hasn't posted in a few days? I think the person who's not posted in a few days gets the most affected. But do others? What What is the announcement for? They're clearly doing it because they think that holy smokes, people are gonna be like, "Where are you? Are you okay? You right. have not posted." And then that's where my question comes in. Are you, what is your intention of taking a break? If you actually look at social media and you're like, oh, this is so negative, this is bad for me and you're taking a break, good for you. Take the break. But if you're taking a break and announcing it so that people ask you about why you took a break and that's your way of like reaching out for, I don't know, attention mm-hmm. or something, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. That's screwed up, dude. Totally. That is time for some self-reflection. But then they have to announce that they're doing the self-reflection. Yes. You have to, that's the other thing. Hashtag self-reflection. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Hey, have you heard of the breast milk ring? Ring? Did you know it's a thing? No. The breast milk ring. And I found out from Gabby Barrett. You know Gabby Barrett. She's doing an interview, and she said that her husband, his name is Cade Foner, he gave her a breast milk ring. Got her something really special for Mother's Day. Gave her a ring. And she's like, oh, wow, it has their daughter's birthstone on it. Cute. Or in it. She's like, wow. And he's like, not just that. It's made from your breast milk. What? Yeah. He took her breast milk and somehow they saved it, preserved it. You can do this. It's a thing. And got her breast milk actually made into a physical ring and got the daughter's birthstone put inside of it. And she's expecting her second child now, a boy, later on, I think um, in a few months or something. Okay. So now she's like, yeah, she wants to get another one made from the breast milk that's from the baby boy. And make sure she, and then do the same thing. She already has told him, she's like, for next Mother's Day, I want the exact same thing with our son. Hmm. Breast milk ring made from the breast milk. I can't, I mean, I know, like, I'm trying to, like, I, like, I know how cheese is made. <laughs> yes. Okay? You know, like, from milk. Yeah. You've told me, you make your own cheese. I made my own homemade paneer with, yeah. some, with some milk. I had to wait for the milk to become sour, and then okay. I had to do the boiling process, and then I had to curdle it. Okay. And then I had to cheesecloth it. Yeah. So could you, could you make cheese from breast milk? Yes, you can make breast milk cheese, I Breast think. milk cheese. I think it has been made. And then, so if you kept it going to try... Because I'm confused, like, is it hardened? Like, I know if you leave cheese out on the counter, it gets hard. So then, mm. like, what, if your breast milk... 
hardens? They or do they make it into like powder? Yeah, they preserved it. Cool. I'm, they must have made it because if you think about powdered milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can make powdered milk. Yes. So if you can make powdered milk. Right. Then can't you then technically make a paste from the power, powdered milk and then yeah. from that paste harden it, bake it, do something and turn yeah. it into a ring? Wow. Now all I kept thinking was I need to go in my deep freeze. Do I have any like... Little breast milk, belt, breast milk packets left anywhere because yeah. my days are gone. I got three kids. I did this so long ago. Yeah, I same. didn't know this was a thing, but that would be kind of cool. Would you be interested in having a ring made from your breast milk? I'm good. <laughs> like I'm okay. I I, I like it. I like I, it. You yeah. know what? To be honest, I do not associate many great things with breastfeeding. I know for a lot of women, yeah. it's this beautiful thing, and you feel so connected. And I liked that part of being close to the baby. But I had a really hard time breastfeeding. Yeah, I never had enough milk. Right, it was always so stressful. My nipples, like oh my god, they were like bleeding. It was horrible. Always horrible. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't want to look at a ring and be like, oh my god, <laughs> PTSD. Like yeah. every time. Good call. Good so, call. Fair. <laughs> Holly and Nira.